Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here. It's running the two-game NBA main site on, on Tuesday. Uh, before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking down NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, daily fantasy sports sites. Uh, before I get into the analysis real quick, thank, I want to say thank you guys again for all support. Currently at 4.81 thousand subscribers now on YouTube. Um, the easiest way to support me, uh, since all the content is free, is just leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell just so you know when I uh, upload videos you know when I go live. I will be live streaming for this two-game slate. This is the final two-game slate for NBA of the year, 30 minutes before lock, so be sure to check out my live stream tomorrow. I'll go over all the news, answer any questions you guys have at the end. Also, if you guys cannot watch YouTube videos, I do upload on Apple Podcasts. The link is in the description below. It's the DKDFS show. And if you guys are interested in NFL content, we have a two-game slate uh, today. I will be live streaming for that probably 45 minutes before lock on my YouTube channel, so be sure to check that out if you're interested in playing some NFL action tonight. But yeah, with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So uh, before we get into players and their prices, let's uh, go over and take a look at the Vegas odds here for this two-game slate. We have the Heat. We have the Celtics. It's a 209.5 over under. Celtics are 1.5-point favorites. Uh, and then we have Nuggets, Clippers, Game 7 here, also 207.5 over under. Clippers are 7.5-point favorites. So as always, we'll start with center today. And Nikola Jokic at the top of 10K. Um, I think he is clearly, right now, the top spend-up of the slate. Um, he is, him, Jamal Murray, are really carrying this offense. But, but the latter more, Jokic. Jokic is doing a lot more right now. I mean, look at his stat lines of the last four games. 32, 12, and 8, 26, 11, and 6, 22, 14, and 5, 34, 14, and 7. Uh, it's a good individual matchup. Zubak, Harrell, when they're out there, not great defenders. So it looks really good for Jokic. The price point isn't really moving. I, I think he is he is your top spend up if you're going to spend all the way up right now. Him and Kawhi, it's close. But I give the edge to Jokic for the fact of we have Paul George for like $2,000 less than Kawhi with similar upside. So I think Jokic right now is probably the optimal spend up uh, at the moment. Game 7, do or die. I, I think he might even play a few more minutes, maybe 42, 43. I think he played, maybe it was only 40. He played like, yeah, he played 43 minutes one game there in the, Utah, in the game against Utah. So, um yeah, I love Nicole Jokic. I think he is probably your top spend up. Let's talk about Miami Boston um, and Bam at a buy here at 8 4. This is tricky. This is a game that, you know, the price points are up in a lot of guys. No one really stands out as like an amazing play here in this game, in my opinion. Um, you know, you have Miami being a very, very balanced team. The minutes on Bam have been a little bit up and down, only played 31 the last game. So that is a concern. Like, he's played games where he's played like closer to 40, and he's played games minutes in the low 30s. So this is a tricky one. You know, do the minutes, does he get closer to 40? If that's the case, he looks a lot more viable. If he gets those minutes like 31 to 33, not as much. And he wasn't like he was in foul trouble last game either. It's just they went with Kelly Olenek for an extended period of time. So that really is the concern with Bam and Abayo, just the minutes have been shaky on him in the first two series. Like, there's just no guarantee, right? Early on, he played 38. I was like, oh, all right, we're going to get close to 40 minutes a game from Bam. And then 33, 36, 44, and then overtime, and then back down to 31. So 
right? They're, they're kind of all over the place. Um, so that is that is the concern there with Bam and Abayo. Tice is at 5'7", another guy that, um, well, he did follow out that last game, but, uh, you know, he was playing, his Mets have also been a little bit up and down. He played 47 in that double overtime game, so 37 minutes on previously, 30, 26, 30. So I think the plan for Tice is probably around 30-ish minutes. Um, 5'7", we're not really getting him an amazing discount. I think he's playable uh, in the mid-range. Avicii Zubak's at 4'8". I think he's one of the better value plays. Um, you know, the minutes have been there for him. That's been the concern with Doc Rivers and the rotations. It's just there were games where he would only play 20 minutes. Well, they've been there the last three games, 30, 32, and 30. Now, he hasn't been amazing, right? Only 25, 18, and 22 fancy points in those times. But at least the minutes have been there for him. So if we're going to get 30-ish minutes from Zubak, I, I, like I said, I think he is one of the better value plays of the day because he's a pretty solid point per minute guy, even though he hasn't been amazing the last three games. He's had games where he's gone for 30-plus easily in, like, last minute. So Zubak's a guy I'm for sure looking to. Uh, again, it's good to see the minutes have been there. Get a couple of these Denver guys, like Millsap. I have absolutely no idea how many minutes he's going to play. Right? I was kind of hoping he didn't have to talk about this Denver Clippers game again just because the Mets and so many of these guys are just – way too inconsistent but at least again we have one more two game slate which is a positive the negatives we have to talk about guys like this i have absolutely no idea how many how many minutes he's gonna play absolutely no idea he could play 14 he could play 30 gonna say this about a a couple guys here uh especially in this denver clippers game if he plays closer to 30 he is certainly playable if he plays 14 absolutely not so if you play Millsap, there's a risk because there's a chance Mike Malone does not give him like hardly any minutes. But if, if if he does get extended, he's definitely a guy that can get you. Like If, if I knew Paul Millsap was going to play 30 minutes, I would play him before 7. But there's absolutely no guarantee of that right now. Montrezl Harrell is going to be a guy I'm going to avoid. Uh, the minutes are going up on Zubak, down on Harrell. Harrell's been playing really bad, too. I have no interest in uh, Montrezl Harrell. I think the only way he gets there is if something happens to Zubak, possibly foul trouble. But I am not going to get to Harrell. Kelly Olenek intrigues me for value at 3-5. Minutes haven't been amazing, but he's not a guy that necessarily needs like 20-plus minutes to get value. <laughs> he's had games where 8 minutes, 12 fancy points. 16 minutes, 20 fancy points. 10 minutes, 12 fancy points. 17 minutes, 26 fancy points. This is a revenge spot, too, against his former team in Boston. You know, the question here is, how many minutes does Kelly Olenek get? Well, I think it's obviously directly correlated with Bam and a bio. So if you're playing Bam, I don't think I'd play Kelly-O. If you're playing Kelly-O, I don't think I'd play Bam. Because if Kelly-O gets extended, Bam's going to play less minutes. If Bam plays close to 40, Kelly-O's probably going to play 10-ish minutes, right? So those guys are negative correlated. I don't think I'd play them both together. Um, you know, my best guess for Kelly-O's minutes is somewhere like probably 12 to 15. And that makes him playable because he's been such a good point-per-minute guy. So it's a risky play because he's not going to play big minutes. But if the chance he gets extended a bit, if he gets closer to the 20-minute mark, he can for sure uh, have a big day for his price. So I'm definitely interested in Kelly O. Obviously a little bit riskier option because the minutes have been up and down. Same thing with him and Bam, again, him and Bam at a bio. Jermichael Green's at 3-4. Another guy that, I mean, it's a little bit up and down, right? 15, 18, 14, 20. 
if he plays, you know, minutes close to 20, he becomes more playable. If he plays only like 12 to 14 minutes, not as much. Not an amazing point-per-minute guy, but he's had games where he went for 25 and 26 minutes, right? He can get you there for value. So I think he's he's at least in consideration uh, as a value play on this slate. Um, Robert Williams is 3-4, another guy that... How many minutes is he going to get? Well, he got extended due to uh, Tice fouling out in 18 minutes. It's a tricky run. Tricky one, right? Because he was playing big minutes early in that Toronto series. 19, 18, 14, 15, then 9, 8, and then back to 18. So how many minutes do we get from Rob Williams? That's another question mark. I don't know. If he plays minutes 15 plus, he has a pretty decent chance to get value. If he only plays 8 to 9 minutes, not as much. So another trickier one. He's a really good point per minute guy, but the risk is there. Plumlee's only guy you can take a shot on is if if you think Jokic possibly gets in foul trouble. Um, that's the only way I see him getting uh, getting value. Uh, he's not going to play alongside Jokic at all. So what you really need here is you need big time foul trouble from Jokic. If that's the case, like Plumlee could have a good game, but you really need that foul trouble. So not going to get there. Obviously not a single uh, entry play. Let's move on to power forward. I said a lot of the Miami Boston guys are just not at super appealing price points. Um, Tatum did go for 60. He's gone for 60 the last couple of games. That one was 51 minutes in double overtime. Um, the second one, 44 minutes. And, you know, how many minutes do we get out of Tatum is a little bit more up in the air. I think the plan is normally for him to get about 40. At 9-7, that makes him certainly playable. But Miami is a pretty, pretty solid defensive team. So... Right now, like I think I prioritize Jokic over Tatum. I think I go either Kawhi or, or Paul George over Tatum as well. So trickier one, he's going to be low-owned. I'm probably not going to get to him. Um, Crowder's at 5'8". I, I think you know what you're getting out of Jay Crowder. Somewhere between 30 to 35 minutes. He's a guy that you know will fill up the stat sheet. It's a revenge game spot, too, if you're into that uh, against his former team. He's been really consistent. You know, Last four games against Milwaukee, 32, 32, 32, and 31 fancy points. In 36, 34, 31, 32 minutes, right? So I think we know what we're getting into at Jay Crowder is 30 to 35 minutes and probably close to 30 fancy points. So I have no issue with him in the mid-range. Like with him and Daniel Tice, I think I slightly prefer Crowder to Tice. MPJ, this is the kind of the same analysis I have as Paul Millsap. How many minutes do we get out of Michael Porter Jr. has been the question mark this entire series. And it's been super frustrating, to be honest. To try to break it down from a DFS perspective is super, super frustrating because it really depends on if Malone extends him. And it's been inconsistent every single night. Look at the Mets he's played this so far this year. 23, then 16, then 23, then 34, then 22, then 27. So what do we get at MPJ? I have absolutely no idea for Mets. If he plays close to 30, I like him a good amount as a mid-range play. He's a good offensive player. He had upside, was at four games ago, went for 40 fancy points. The upside is there. Like, for me, we have Grant, we have Millsap, we have MPJ, all kind of priced about the same. Who do I feel the best at taking a shot on? It's MPJ, because the upside's the highest on him. It's just, are we going to get the minutes is the big question mark. So, a tricky one, but of those three guys, MPJ is the highest upside. Out of Millsap, Grant... Uh, and, and MPJ himself. Morris at 5K has been a disappointment, disappointment this series. 
He was really solid against Dallas and has really been a letdown against Denver. 21, 14, 25, 10 fancy points. The Mets have been 30 to 35 for him, so the Mets, it's not like the Mets are going down. Playable option in the mid-range, again, has been inconsistent so far this series, but I think he's at least worth consideration if you need someone in the mid-range. Jeremy Grant's at 4-9. Only played 20 minutes last game. Now, it wasn't a little bit of foul trouble, but 20 minutes... Like, Jeremy Grant's been a super, super low-usage guy so far in the series. So the minutes have to be there for him. I think they do go up, but by how much is the question? I would say we probably get 30 to 35 minutes from Grant. It makes him in play. But the issue is, he's been, like I said, a super, super low-usage guy. So of Grant, Millsap, and MPJ, I would just rather take the shot in MPJ and hope the minutes are there. Because he, right now, is obviously the best offensive player of those three guys. Talk about Kaleo potential value. Talk about Jermichael Green potential value. I'm not going to play Grant Williams at 3-1. That's it for power forward. Let's talk about small forward. So Kawhi Leonard's at 10-4. Do or die time now for the Clippers. Game 7. Obviously, right? They have to win. So maybe the Mets go up a bit on him. 42, 39, 39, 41. Maybe it's like 44 for Kawhi here. He's been super, super consistent so far in the playoffs. Like, no game less than 40 fancy points. He's at upside of over 70 a couple times. Another tricky one. With him and Jokic, I think I slightly prefer Jokic at a similar price. And then you have him and Paul George. Well, we have Paul George at almost 2K less than Kawhi Leonard. And he's had similar upside the last couple games. So, right now, I think the optimal spend-ups are Jokic and Paul George. That doesn't make Kawhi Leonard out of play. I think you, there is a way where you could play all three if you want to go that direction. Play Jokic. Play Paul George. Play Kawhi Leonard. It's doable. I messed around with the roster direction. It's doable. You're going to have to take some shots at some cheap guys, but you can go that way if you want to. Talk about Tatum. Yeah, Jimmy Ballers at 8-5. The issue with this Miami team is very, very balanced attack. With Goran Dragic inserted in that starting lineup, it has hurt the upside of Butler and Bam. They also have Crowder, who's been playing consistent. Duncan Robinson can score the ball. They have Tyler Hero off the bench. Kelly O's been a super high usage guy off the bench. So it's not like we just the offense is just Jimmy and Bam. There's a lot of guys that can score the ball on this Miami team. The, the better thing with, with Jimmy compared to Bam is the minutes. Like, we're going to get 35 to 40 minutes from Jimmy, whereas Bam could get low 30s, could get... Closer to 40. So the Mets have been a little bit more consistent on Jimmy. Um, but at 8-5, it's not like we're really getting an amazing discount either. And this spot, two really good defensive teams, Miami and Boston. So right now, and I prioritize Paul George over Jimmy Butler at a similar price. Jalen Brown's at 8K. He's been good. He was good the last three games against Toronto, 41-60 and then 41 fancy points. But... Uh, we're not really getting an amazing discount on him either. So no one really stands out in this Boston-Miami game, in my opinion, as far as the spend-ups go. Talk about MPJ, talk about Marcus Morris, talk about Jeremy Grant. Duncan Robinson's a really intriguing play here at 4-5. Another guy, the minutes have been all over the place. Last four games, 27, 30, 39, and no overtime, and then 14. Obviously, he was in some foul trouble last game, but like I said, if we get if we get close to 40 minutes from Duncan Robinson, he is the best value on the slate. 
but there's no guarantee in that at all. And the floor is low on him. He literally is a guy that has to hit his threes. If not, like last game, two fancy points. Now, sure, only 14 minutes. So what are the minutes going to be like for Duncan? My best guess is we get 25 to 30. And that makes him squarely in play. But there's a chance he plays less, and there's a chance he plays more. So this is a tricky one. If you play him, you've got to hope he gets extended. Because if he does, he has potential to break the slate at 4.5K. But be worried. Be warned, right? The floor is low on him if he is not hitting his three. So Duncan is a very intriguing play as a cheaper option. I like his upside, but he's got to get extended. Iguodala at 3.7. He'll play probably 15-ish minutes, maybe 20. I think I prefer other value in this. Like he's playable, but not my favorite value piece. Torrey Craig's at 3.4. The minutes have been up on him a little bit, 25, 18, and 23. He's playable, right, if he gets 20 to 25 minutes, but a super low usage guy, not really out there for his offense. Shamit, I'm not going to get to a 3-3. Um, you know, has did play 20 the last game, but only three fancy points. He's a super, super low usage guy. And that's it. So let's move on to shooting guard. Jamal Murray's at 8-7. He is squarely in play on this slate. I don't think a lot of people get to him. Jokic is the guy that's going to eat up all the ownership for Denver. Jokic is going to be the the chalk in this slate. Don't forget about Jamal Murray. The upside is there. The floor is lower on him. He hasn't really had a huge game so far in the series, but it's there. If he he can get hot behind three-point line, we saw it against Utah, and he can break the slate and go for like 70-plus, 80-plus. Right now, the safer play is Nikola Jokic for the fact that he does more offensively than Jamal Murray. But do not rule Murray out, right? Murray and Paul George are similar prices. Paul George is going to be probably triple the ownership of Jamal Murray. Maybe more. So, yeah, Murray intrigues me. I like him as a contrarian play. I don't think a lot of people get to him. I talked about Paul George. I think him and Jokic are the optimal spend-ups on the slate right now. 8-6. Like, he looks a better play than Kawhi Leonard. I I mentioned, though, you can play all three if you want to of of Kawhi, Paul George, and Jokic. Do or die time. He's playing about 40 minutes. He shot the ball a little bit better, right? 8 of 18 and 9 of 21 has put up 50 and 57 fancy points. So that upside is there for Paul George. And again, like I said, you're getting almost a $2,000 difference off of him and Kawhi. So if you're going to make me pick, I will give the edge to Paul George um, over Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I mean, I'm just not paying 7K for Marcus Smart. I'll let others chase. Like, there's just no way I'm doing it. I know he's he was really good. In that double overtime game against Toronto. But like we get one of those Marcus Smart games feels like once every like 15 games he'll have one of those games. Other than that, like the upside really isn't super high in him. So you're almost getting 7K for him too. If I'm gonna play someone in Boston, I would just rather play Jalen Brown for an extra thousand. I would rather play Kemba Walker. I'm just not gonna get to Marcus Smart at 6'9. If he goes out there and has another big game, so be it. Uh, I'm just not doing it. Lou Williams is a guy I've tried to play over the course of the last few games. It just has not been working out. And the minutes aren't necessarily secure for him, right? 19 two games ago, 24 last game. So I don't know how many minutes he's going to play. Another guy with Docker's rotations, they're so inconsistent on a night-to-night basis. If we get close to 30, he looks better. But if we only get like 20 minutes from Lou Williams... He's not really playable. 
he does have potential to break the slate. We have not seen a big game from him yet so far against Denver, but he had a couple against Dallas. He had 40 previously, but 50 uh, that one game. So the upside is there on him if he's shooting the ball well. But right now, he has not been shooting the ball well. And how many minutes does he get? Again, up in the air. So a risky play does have potential to break the slate. Um, but right now, there's no guarantee on his minutes. Tyler Hero, of everyone in Miami-Boston, I think he's my favorite play for his price. The minutes have been super consistent on him. 32, 31, 33, and 37 minutes at last game. He's a guy that has been doing it all, too. Rebounding the ball, getting assists, and scoring the ball. And the plan for him is to play off the bench and play him the big minutes. He's going to play over 30 minutes in this one. So, like I said, Miami is a super balanced team. You have Jimmy and Bam over 8K. You have Drogic over 7K. Hero is a guy that maybe doesn't have as much upside, but is way cheaper. So for his price and the minutes he's playing, I think he's my favorite play in Miami. Um, I like his upside a good amount there at 5-4. Gary Harris at 4-6. He played 42 minutes last game. He fouled out when he only played 27 minutes. He also fouled out when he played 23 minutes. So the plan is for to play Gary Harris as many minutes as he can handle. Um, he's more out there for his defense, but he's a 3 and D guy. And if the minutes will be 40-ish, like at 4-6, he's certainly in play. So I have interest in Gary Harris for value. Um, I like that the plan right now is to play in the big mess as long as he doesn't get in foul trouble. Now, like I said, he has fouled out in two of the last three games, which is a little bit concerning, but the plan is to give him big minutes. Talked about Duncan Robinson. How many minutes do we get from him is a big question mark. Um, and that's really, like, I'm not going to take a shot at on Kendrick Nunn. I think there's a chance he probably doesn't even play in this one. So let's move on to point guard. Talk about Jamal Murray. Kemba, back-to-back bad games. They were doing a box-and-one defense on Kemba. Kind of take, took him out of the game. Um, yeah, 7-7. Seven, seven, like, I still would rather play Kemba than Marcus Smart. I still would rather play Jalen Brown than Marcus Smart. But am I going to prioritize Kemba Walker? I, I'm probably not going to. Like I said, it's for me, it's Paul George and it's Nicole Jokic's spend-ups. I think they're the safest spend-ups at the moment. Um, so Kemba's fine, but I'm not going to go out of my way to play him. Drogic's at 7-3. Um... Had his floor game last time out in 33 minutes, only 24 fancy points. Other than that, though, he's been really, really consistent. So, like, I would probably rather get to Drogic than either Jimmy or Bam for, for the prices. Like, we're going to get 35-plus minutes. Um, he might have, like, Kemba Walker defense on him, which would be a plus. So Drogic is a guy that intrigues me at 7-3, but still, like, I don't, I'm not going to prioritize him on the slate either. Now, Pat Beverly is at 4K. He's potential value for sure. He's been up and down. He fouled out in 18 minutes, did play 27 before that. So I think the plan for him is about 25 minutes. Obviously, do or die time here, like I mentioned. I think Pat Beverly is certainly a guy I'm looking to for value. Another guy that is very similar to Pat Beverly, won't play as many minutes as Monty Morris. 18, 17, 17, and 16. He's been solid. He's a guy that can get close to 20. Um, like I said, I think Pat Beverly is slightly safer due to the fact that he's going to play more minutes. But you can consider Monty Morris. He's probably going to be probably a third of the ownership of Pat Beverly. Shame it's how to play Wanamaker. It just, it's kind of the same with Rob Williams. How many minutes is this guy going to play? I have absolutely no idea. He played 28 game one. Then 9, then 12, then 13, then 28, then 19, then 9. So if he plays 25-plus minutes, he's going to be one of the better value plays at 3-3. If he plays 9 minutes, 
Absolutely not. I know I said that about a lot of guys on this two-game slate, but it's true. There are many guys, like probably eight or so, I would say, where the minutes are so up and down and so hard to try to figure out what they're going to be on a night-to-night basis. And that's really it for the breakdown today, guys. So uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for the video. If you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit that notification bell so you know when I upload videos and you know when I go live. I will be live streaming 30 months for lock on my YouTube channel, so be sure to check the live stream tomorrow, guys. Thanks again. I hope you guys all have a good day, and I will see you tomorrow in the live stream.